Section three of Mrs. Peter Rabbit by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter thirteen Little Miss Fuzzytail. Foolish questions waste time, but wise questions lead to knowledge. Peter Rabbit. Little Miss Fuzzytail, Peter said it over and over again as he sat on the sunning bank in the far corner of the old pasture where Tommy Tit the Chickadee had left him. It's a pretty name, said Peter. Yes, sir, it's a pretty name. It's the prettiest name I've ever heard. I wonder if she is just as pretty. I, I think she must be. Yes, I am quite sure she must be. Peter was thinking of the soft, gentle eyes he had seen peeping at him from behind the big fern, and of the dainty little footprint he had found there afterward. So he sat on the sunning bank, dreaming pleasant dreams and wondering if he could find little Miss Fuzzytail if he should go look for her. Now all the time, although Peter didn't know it, little Miss Fuzzytail was very close by. She was right back in her old hiding place behind the big fern, shyly peeping out at him from under a great leaf, where she was sure he wouldn't see her. She saw the long tears in Peter's coat made by the cruel claws of Hooty the Owl, and she saw the places where her father, old Jed Thumper, had pulled the hair out with his teeth. She saw how thin and miserable Peter looked, and tears of pity filled the soft, gentle eyes of little Miss Fuzzytail, for, you see, she had a very tender heart. "'He's got a very nice face,' thought Miss Fuzzytail, "'and he certainly was very polite, and I do love good manners.' And Peter is such a nice-sounding name. It sounds so honest and good and true. Poor fellow, poor Peter Rabbit. Here little Miss Fuzzytail wiped her eyes. He looks so miserable. I do wish I could do something for him. I, I, oh dear, I do believe he is coming right over here. I guess I better be going. How he limps. Once more the tears filled her soft, gentle eyes as she stole away, making not the least little sound. When she was sure she was far enough away to hurry without attracting Peter's attention, she began to run. I saw him talking to my old friend Tommy Tit the Chickadee, and I just know that Tommy will tell me all about him, she thought, as she scampered along certain private little paths of her own. Just as she expected, she found Tommy Tit and his anxious little wife, Phoebe, very busy hunting for food for six hungry little babies snugly hidden in a hollow near the top of the old birch stub. Tommy was too busy to talk then, so little Miss Fuzzytail sat down under a friendly bramble bush to rest and wait, and while she waited she carefully washed her face and brushed her coat until it fairly shone. You see, not in all the old pasture or the green forest was there so slim and trim and neat and dainty a rabbit as little Miss Fuzzytail, and she was very, very particular about her appearance. By and by Tommy Tit stopped to rest. He looked down at Miss Fuzzytail and winked a saucy black eye. Miss Fuzzytail winked back. Then both laughed, for they were very good friends indeed. "'Tell me, Tommy Tit, all about Peter Rabbit,' commanded little Miss Fuzzytail. And Tommy did. Chapter 14 Someone Fools Old Jed Thumper You cannot judge a person's temper by his size. There is more meanness in the head of a weasel than in the hole of a bear. Peter Rabbit 
old jed thumper sat in his bull-briar castle in the middle of the old pasture scowling fiercely and muttering to himself he was very angry was old jed thumper he was so angry that presently he stopped muttering and began to chew rapidly on nothing at all but his temper which is a way angry rabbits have the more he chewed his temper the angrier he grew he was big and stout and strong and gray he had lived so long in the old pasture that he felt that it belonged to him and that no other rabbit had any right there unless he said so yet here was a strange rabbit who had had the impudence to come up from the green meadows and refused to be driven away such impudence of course it was peter rabbit of whom old jed thumper was thinking it was two days since he had caught a glimpse of peter but he knew that peter was still in the old pasture for he had found fresh tracks each day that very morning he had visited his favorite feeding-ground only to find peter's tracks there it had made him so angry that he had lost his appetite and he had gone straight back to his bullbriar castle to think it over at last old jed thumper stopped chewing on his temper he scowled more fiercely than ever and stamped the ground impatiently i'll hunt that fellow till i kill him or drive him so far from the old pasture that he'll never think of coming back i certainly will he said aloud and started forth to hunt now it would have been better for the plans of old jed thumper if he had kept them to himself instead of speaking aloud two dainty little ears heard what he said and two soft gentle eyes watched him leave the bullbriar castle he started straight for the far corner of the old pasture where although he didn't know it peter rabbit had found a warm little sunning-bank but he hadn't gone far when from way off in the opposite direction he heard a sound that made him stop short and prick up his long ears to listen there it was again thump thump he was just going to thumb back an angry reply when he thought better of it if i do that thought he i'll only warn him and he'll run away just as he has before so instead he turned and hurried in the direction from which the thumps had come taking the greatest care to make no noise every few jumps he would stop to listen twice more he heard those thumps and each time new rage filled his heart and for a minute or two he chewed his temper oh, he's down in my blueberry patch he muttered at last he reached the blueberry patch very softly he crept to a place where he could see and not be seen no one was there no sir no one was there he waited and watched and there wasn't a hair of peter rabbit to be seen he was just getting ready to go look for peter's tracks when he heard that thump thump again this time it came from his favorite clover patch where he never allowed even his favorite daughter little miss fuzzytail to go anger nearly choked him as he hurried in that direction but when he got there just as before no one was to be seen so all the morning long old jed thumper hurried from one place to another and never once caught sight of peter rabbit can you guess why well the reason was that all the time peter was stretched out on his warm sunning-bank getting the rest he so much needed it was someone else who was fooling old jed thumper chapter fifteen a pleasant surprise for peter sticks will break and sticks will bend and all things bad will have an end peter rabbit all morning while someone was fooling old jed thumper the cross old rabbit who thought he owned the old pasture peter rabbit lay stretched out on the warm little sunning-bank dreaming of soft gentle eyes and beautiful little footprints 
It was a dangerous place to go to sleep, because at any time fierce Mr. Goshawk might have come that way, and if he had, and had found Peter Rabbit asleep, why, that would have been the end of Peter and all the stories about him. Peter did go to sleep. You see, the sunning bank was so warm and comfortable, and he was so tired and had had so little sleep for such a long time that, in spite of all he could do, he nodded and nodded and finally slipped off into dreamland. Peter slept a long time, for no one came to disturb him. It was past noon when he opened his eyes and blinked up at jolly, round, red Mr. Sun. For a minute he couldn't remember where he was. When he did, he sprang to his feet and hastily looked this way and that way. "'My gracious!' exclaimed Peter. "'My gracious, what a careless fellow I am! It's a wonder that old Jed Thumper didn't find me asleep. My, but I'm hungry! Seems as if I hadn't had a good square meal for a year!' Peter stopped suddenly and began to wrinkle his nose. "'Mmm,' said he. "'If I didn't know better, I should say that there is a patch of sweet clover close by.' Mm-mm, my, my. Am I really awake, or am I still dreaming? I certainly do smell sweet clover. Slowly, Peter turned his head in the direction from which the delicious smell seemed to come. Then he whirled around and stared as hard as ever he could, his mouth gaping wide open in surprise. He blinked, rubbed his eyes, then blinked again. There could be no doubt of it. There, on the edge of the sunning bank, was a neat little pile of tender, sweet clover. Yes, sir, there it was. Peter walked all around it, looking for all the world as if he couldn't believe that it was real. Finally, he reached out and nibbled a leaf of it. It was real. There was no doubt in Peter's mind then. Someone had put it there while Peter was asleep, and Peter knew that it was meant for him. Who could it have been? Suddenly a thought popped into Peter's head. He stopped eating and hopped over to the big fern from behind which he had first seen the two soft, gentle eyes peeping at him the day before. There in the soft earth was a fresh footprint, and it looked very, very much like the footprint of dainty little Miss Fuzzytail. Peter's heart gave a happy little jump. He felt sure now who had put the clover there. He looked wistfully about among the ferns, but she was nowhere to be seen. Finally he hopped back to the pile of clover and ate it, every bit, and it seemed to him that it was the sweetest, tenderest clover he had ever tasted in all his life. Chapter 16 Peter Rabbit's Looking Glass If people by their looks are judged, as judged they're sure to be, why each should always look his best, I'm sure you will agree. Peter Rabbit. For the first time in his life, Peter Rabbit had begun to think about his clothes. Always he had been such a happy-go-lucky fellow that it never had entered his head to care how he looked. He laughed at Sammy Jay for thinking so much of that beautiful blue and white coat he wears, and he poked fun at Reddy Fox for bragging so much about his handsome suit. As for himself, Peter didn't care how he looked. If his coat was whole or in rags and tags, it was all the same to Peter. But now Peter, sitting on the edge of his sunning bank in the far corner of the old pasture, suddenly realized that he wanted to be good-looking. Yes, sir, he wanted to be good-looking. He wished that he were bigger. He wished that he were the biggest and strongest rabbit in the world. He wished that he had a handsome coat. 
and it was all because of the soft gentle eyes of little miss fuzzytail that he had seen peeping out at him so often he felt sure that it was little miss fuzzytail herself who had left the pile of sweet clover close by his sunning-bank the other day while he was asleep the fact is peter rabbit was falling in love yes sir peter rabbit was falling in love all he had seen of little miss fuzzytail were her soft gentle eyes for she was very shy and had kept out of sight but ever since he had first seen them he had thought and dreamed of nothing else until it seemed as if there were nothing in the world he wanted so much as to meet her perhaps he would have wanted this still more if he had known that it was she who had fooled her father old jed thumper the big gray old rabbit so that peter might have the long nap on the sunning-bank he so needed i've just got to meet her i've just got to said peter to himself and right then he began to wish that he were big and fine-looking my i must be a sight he thought i wonder how i do look anyway i must hunt up a looking-glass and find out now when peter rabbit thinks of doing a thing he wastes very little time it was that way now he started at once for the bit of swamp where he had first seen the tracks of old jed thumper he still limped from the wounds made by hooty the owl but in spite of this he could travel pretty fast and it didn't take him long to reach the swamp there just as he expected he found a looking-glass what was it like why it was just a tiny pool of water yes sir it was a quiet pool of water that reflected the ferns growing around it and the branches of the trees hanging over it and peter rabbit himself sitting on the edge of it that was peter's looking-glass for a long time he stared into it at last he gave a great sigh my but i am a sight he exclaimed he was his coat was ragged and torn from the claws of hooty the owl and the teeth of old jed thumper the white patch on the seat of his trousers was stained and dirty from sitting down in the mud there were burrs tangled in his waistcoat he was thin and altogether a miserable-looking rabbit it must be that miss fuzzytail just pities me she certainly can't admire me muttered peter as he pulled out the burrs for the next hour peter was very busy he washed and he brushed and he combed when at last he had done all that he could he took another look in his looking-glass and what he saw was a very different-looking rabbit though i am homely lank and lean i can at least be neat and clean said he as he started back for the sunning-bank chapter seventeen peter meets miss fuzzytail that this is true there's no denying there's nothing in the world like trying peter rabbit peter rabbit was feeling better certainly he was looking better you see just as soon as old mother nature saw that peter was trying to look as well as he could and was keeping himself as neat and tidy as he knew how she was ready to help as she always is she did her best with the rents in his coat made by the claws of hooty the owl and the teeth of old jed thumper and so it wasn't long before peter's coat looked nearly as good as new then too peter was getting enough to eat these days days and days had passed since he had seen old jed thumper and this had given him time to eat and sleep peter wondered what had become of old jed thumper perhaps something has happened to him thought peter i-i almost hope something has then being ashamed of such a wish he added something not very dreadful but which will keep him from hunting me for a while and trying to drive me out of the old pasture 
Now all this time Peter had been trying to find little Miss Fuzzytail. He was already in love with her, although all he had seen of her were her two soft, gentle eyes shyly peeping at him from behind a big fern. He had wandered here and sauntered there, looking for her, but although he found her footprints very often, she always managed to keep out of his sight. You see, she knew the old pasture so much better than he did, and all the little paths in it, that she had very little trouble in keeping out of his way. Then, too, she was very busy, for it was she who was keeping her cross father, old Jed Thumper, away from Peter, because she was so sorry for Peter. But Peter didn't know this. If he had, I am afraid that he would have been more in love than ever. The harder she was to find, the more Peter wanted to find her. He spent a great deal of time each day brushing his coat and making himself look as fine as he could, and while he was doing it he kept wishing over and over again that something would happen so that he could show little Miss Fuzzytail what a smart, brave fellow he really was. But one day followed another, and Peter seemed no nearer than ever to meeting little Miss Fuzzytail. He was thinking of this one morning, and was really growing very downhearted, as he sat under a friendly bramble-bush, when suddenly there was a sharp little scream of fright from behind a little juniper-tree. Somehow Peter knew whose voice that was, although he had never heard it before. He sprang around the little juniper-tree, and what he saw filled him with such rage that he didn't once stop to think of himself. There was little Miss Fuzzytail in the clutches of Black Pussy, Farmer Brown's cat, who often stole away from home to hunt in the old pasture. Like a flash, Peter sprang over Black Pussy, and as he did so, he kicked with all his might. The cat hadn't seen him coming, and the kick knocked her right into the prickly juniper tree. Of course, she lost her grip on little Miss Fuzzytail, who hadn't been hurt so much as frightened. By the time the cat got out of the juniper tree, Peter and Miss Fuzzytail were sitting side by side, safe in the middle of a bullbriar patch. "'Oh, how brave you are!' sobbed little Miss Fuzzytail. And this is the way that Peter Rabbit at last got his heart's desire. Chapter 18 Tommy Tit Proves a Friend Indeed Nothing in all the world is so precious as a true friend. Peter Rabbit after Peter Rabbit had saved little Miss Fuzzytail from Black Pussy, the cat who belonged way down at Farmer Brown's house and had no business hunting in the old pasture, he went with her as near to her home as she would let him. She said that it wasn't necessary that he should go a single step, but Peter insisted that she needed him to see that no more harm came to her. Miss Fuzzytail laughed at that, for she felt quite able to take care of herself. It had been just stupid carelessness on her part that had given Black Pussy the chance to catch her, she said, and she was very sure that she would never be so careless again. What she didn't tell Peter was that she had been so busy peeping at him and admiring him that she had quite forgotten to watch out for danger for herself. Finally, she said that he could go part way with her, but when they were almost within sight of the bullbriar castle of her father, old Jed Thumper, the big gray rabbit who thought he owned the old pasture, she made Peter turn back. You see, she was afraid of what old Jed Thumper might do to Peter, and, well, the truth is, she was afraid of what he might do to her if he should find out that she had made friends with Peter. So Peter was forced to go back but he took with him a half-promise that she would meet him the next night up near his sunning-bank in the far corner of the old pasture. After that, there were many pleasant days for Peter Rabbit. 
sometimes little miss fuzzytail would meet him and sometimes she would shyly hide from him but somehow somewhere he managed to see her every day and so all the time in peter's heart was a little song the sky is blue the leaves are green the golden sunbeams peep between my heart is joyful as can be and all the world looks bright to me and then one day old jed thumper found out all about how his daughter little miss fuzzytail and peter rabbit had become such good friends old jed thumper went into a terrible rage he chewed and chewed with nothing in his mouth that is nothing but his temper the way an angry rabbit will he vowed and declared that if he never ate another mouthful he would drive peter rabbit from the old pasture my 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 those were bad days for peter rabbit yes sir those certainly were bad days old jed thumper had found out how little miss fuzzytail had been fooling him by making him think peter was in parts of the old pasture in quite the opposite direction from where he really was worse still he found peter's favorite sunning-bank in the far corner of the old pasture and would hide near it and try to catch peter every time peter tried to get a few minutes rest there he did something worse than that one day he saw fierce mr goshawk hunting he let mr goshawk almost catch him and then ducked under a bramble bush then he showed himself again and once more escaped in the same way so he led fierce mr goshawk to a point where mr goshawk could look down and see peter rabbit stretched out on his sunning-bank trying to get a little rest right away mr goshawk forgot all about old jed thumper and sailed up in the sky from where he could swoop down on peter while old jed thumper chuckling to himself wickedly hid where he could watch what would happen that certainly would have been the last of peter rabbit if it hadn't been for tommy tit the chickadee tommy saw mr goshawk and just in time warned peter and so mr goshawk got only his claws full of soft earth for his pains while old jed thumper once more chewed on nothing in rage and disappointment dear me dear me those were certainly dreadful days for peter rabbit and little miss fuzzytail you see all the time little miss fuzzytail was terribly worried for fear that peter would be caught end of section three recording by c l w rollins longview texas june two thousand eleven